0: Hello everybody, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. It's hump day, March 15th, 2023, and let's get into today's Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh yeah, we're grooving today, folks. We got the good vibes happening after last night's Women Tell All. We're going to discuss all aspects of the Women Tell All episode of The Bachelor. So much to get into from charity being revealed as the next Bachelorette, to Jess vying for a spot on bachelor in paradise brooklyn is as well feuding with anastasia we're gonna have anastasia's comments and also i'm gonna recap what greer said in her apology so much to get to make sure to hit the like button follow and all that jazz speaking of jazz how do you like these tunes today kicking it off real nice finally back to my home here in los angeles i usually say sunny southern california but it is raining outside And that's the mood we're going with today. Before we jump into all the Bachelor news, I did want to bring up what we've got going on with Brianna Media. She, as you know, is the influencer who dug up all the dirt on her Reddit trolls, all the haters, and found out about over 200 of their actual names and their occupations. And now she mentions what her plan actually is. So let's listen to her Instagram story right now, and then we will discuss some more Bachelor news right after that.
1: What is the end goal of all this? <laughs> I'm gonna make an example of all of you. That's really all I could hope for. Uh, there's those three individuals, I'm coming after your sh- but everyone else, I'm just gonna make a gigantic public example of you. That's all I can do so that hopefully people don't end up like you, So we don't need any more of you in the world. It will suck.
0: And there you have it, folks. A lot of people have been wondering, what's she going to do with all this information about all these haters and trolls? Like anyone legally is allowed to talk trash about somebody else um, you know but then you get into the defamation aspect of it so she mentions there's actual three people and that she has the evidence uh, she had said in an Instagram story of the three people that caused her either financial harm or mental harm whatever it will be and she has enough evidence to pursue them in the court of law so of course we will be covering that story and big news last night for a bachelor uh, for the next bachelorette Uh, of course charity was uh, it was revealed that Charity would be the next bachelorette. And some people were a little upset at the way they did this kind of behind the scenes, but I actually really enjoyed this private conversation between Jesse and Charity. He, uh, as I'll play the clip for you right now, but if you didn't catch it last night, he was like asking her some, you know, some dumb questions, you know, like would you rather like camping or glamping, you know, these dumb questions. And then he splurges, Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelorette? Here's how it all went down.
2: Sunrise or sunset? Um, sunset. Camping or glamping?
0: Neither, but glamping.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Bachelor in Paradise or The Bachelorette? Ah,
0: goodness gracious. Let's say Bachelorette.
2: Are you good with that?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) What? Is that a wrong answer? Oh, my God.
2: You think Bachelorette's the one?
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Well, I'm glad you said that. Because charity... Mm. No. I want you to be our next Stop. bachelorette.
1: Is this for real? No yeah. way. No way. Is this for real right now? Oh my God, yeah. I'm going to cry. This is totally real. Are you kidding?
2: Charity, this is happening.
1: No way. I'm going to cry. Is, is that a yes? yes it's do a with? yes, absolutely. 100%. Like, I'm so absolutely saying yes.
0: Give me a hug. And there you have it folks. That is our new bachelorette charity took to Instagram today. And this is what she had to say. Going into this journey, I had no idea what I was walking into, but wow, was it an experience of a lifetime. I was challenged and pushed to a level of vulnerability that I didn't know was possible for myself. Through the highs and lows, I grew as a person through it all and was able to discover depths of myself, and that is a true victory. So she talks about the friendships she's made and all that love, and she says, Thank you, Bachelor Nation, and all the fans for the love. I love you all. And one thing I know is true: the best is yet to come. She says, and good for her. Now, not everyone gets a chance to be the Bachelorette, but a lot of contestants are vying to become uh, to get to get a cast member slot on Bachelor in Paradise, and that's why Women Tell All sees so much uh, sort of um, uh, drama and people trying to get the last word and fights unresolved because it's their audition for Bachelor in Paradise. Here's Crystal Nielsen on the She's All Bachelor. Podcast describing the audition process. The thing at Women Tell All was that you wanted to be loud to get on Paradise. Like the whole thing was you want to cause a scene, you want to cause commotion. Like in between my time on Bachelor and my time on Bachelor in Paradise, like I was not going to go to the Women Tell All. And mm-hmm. it was really like kind of dangled over my head that if I wanted to go to paradise, then I had to like do certain things. I had to go to the woman tell all like, don't. And there it is folks. That's it. They, They cattle pride you. They get you all pumped and ready to go. So if you, so essentially the show just lets you know, you're not rewarded for going quietly into the night. And we saw that because there were some notable people that didn't make it to the, uh, uh, Women Tell All, like Brianna, where was she? Bailey was not there. And Davia was also not there. Uh, very interesting stuff going on that not everybody made it. it used to, I, I feel like it used to be that everyone who was on The Bachelor uh, made it to the Women Tell All, and then it became maybe too many voices, so they slimmed it down. Either way, they brought on people they thought would cause maximum drama, and that's exactly what we got. But there's no drama coming from Jess's camp. Here's a little clip of her on the hot seat.
1: I've never seen myself be so um, strong when it comes to, like, a breakup before, and so I was smiling because I was proud of myself,
3: you know?
0: And very happy for Jess to get the hot seat, as we know, due to the statistics pulled together from Bachelor Data, our good friend Susanna over in Colorado, she mentions that those that get hot seats have a high percentage that they will also get on Bachelor in Paradise. The hot seat to Bachelor in Paradise pipeline graph can be seen on Bachelor Data's Instagram if you want to go check that out. And the other two features that we're going to have today will be Greer addressing her opinions on blackface and her apology, and then Anastasia. Anastasia being accused of having a boyfriend, but then showing no receipts to back up the claim. So we'll have those two stories to get to you shortly. But of course I have to address, listen, can you believe this? This is our hundredth episode of the podcast Bachelor Rush Hour. I actually, if you had asked me how many episodes we have done, I probably would have guessed it's 50 or 60, but this daily podcast has existed since uh, early November. And I want to thank everyone for being early adopters to the program and all the love you've given us. I've been able to do this podcast daily, both from here in Los Angeles, Angeles. And also as I've been uh, traveling for my honeymoon in Bali, Indonesia, which is on the other side of the world. Let me tell you something. It was a flight and a half to get home. I We had a five-hour flight, then a layover, and then another 11-hour flight. It was exhausting. And I came home and I have to tell you, the first package I received when I got home was my welcome package from microdose.com. That's right. Today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored by microdose gummies, an incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. There is no better way to come home from a long flight than to see gummies that are going to help me get a good sleep. You know, look, like I've said before, it's not about getting high. It's about melting into my pillow for a great night's sleep, and then I don't have to deal with the morning grogginess. Microdosing helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. You know my schedule. I'm back to the grind here in Los Angeles. Content all morning, stand up at night. Last thing I need is a night of poor sleep. Not on my watch. Not going to happen. In. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code RUSHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description below. But again, that's microdose.com, code Hour. And a big surprise from last night's Women Tell All, Jesse Palmer takes a pretty big stand, mentioning that the Bachelor franchise hasn't always done a good job tackling difficult conversations head on. Let's listen to what Jesse has to say.
2: A poor job in the past of addressing serious topics head on. And we're not going to miss that opportunity here tonight. Now, I know you have given a, a subsequent apology on social media and online, but I do want to give you the opportunity here to address this and then share your experience with us. Now, okay. so, now
0: some people, uh, I'll just say this, some people find it, a sort of like, how, why does she have to apologize now? She apologized two months ago. And my thing is if you're sorry for something, apologize on all the different platforms that you can to reach the biggest audience. It's It shouldn't be like a, an ego thing. Just admit, admit when you mess something up. Of course, I, I don't think that's a big deal at all. She released a statement. She wasn't allowed to talk because that's what the show does. They don't let you talk until they do. You're under a contract. And now she's talking in what is their biggest platform, which is their live taping. So it's a good thing that she's releasing this uh, statement previously. Uh, I think the show learned from Rachel Kirkconnell's mess that they should have released a statement right away, but also discuss it. There's always enough time in the episode to have these complicated conversations.
1: What I failed to mention in my apology was uh, that what happened was racist.
0: So, so, and of course, this is a big uh, sort of issue with a lot of apologies is that I think we saw um, Eric words in a second here that a lot of times people say what they did was wrong but that they won't actually say that it was racist reality Steve tweeted this so Eric actually dressed in blackface and never once had to address it publicly but Greer defended it and a lot of people don't even realize that if they associate Greer with blackface they think she did it she defended someone else who had done it in 2016 can production explain why they protected Eric and not Greer I, I get now they want to address it but it seems convenient My thought was they protected Eric because he was still with Gabby and they didn't want to tackle that storyline. That doesn't make it right. And then Reality Steve says, I think Greer used the word racist four or five times in her apology while speaking in a public forum at the time of this taping. Probably wasn't easy. Eric released a statement on Instagram and never used the word racist once. I'd say two vastly different apologies. And that's probably the next uh, layer uh, of what people need to realize in these apologies, like call, call it out, call, you, you know, you might not have thought it was at the time, but in hindsight, you can realize that it's mocking of a culture. And that might not be a conversation that Eric was having when he did blackface in his community, because you would hope that if they were having that conversation, they wouldn't have done the blackface in the first place, which was in a yearbook photo. So pockets of different culture within our country are not all at the finish line at the same time. That doesn't mean that they won't get there. And it doesn't mean we can't encourage people to get there. But um, Eric's apology in 2022, or was it 2022, you know, should have included, hey, th- this was a racist thing to do. It just should have. I think that would anyone recommend an apology would say call it out um but i don't think it means he's a horrible person he did apologize i just think you know when you're grading it as you're doing on this tiktok with regards to the bingo here he didn't hit all the notes that greer hits um
1: it's not about the intent it's about the impact and impact this acquaintance of mine that i knew performing blackface was racist me defending it was racist. Okay, My so
0: so so she she mentions the person who did it was racist. Defending it is racist.
1: Parents was racist, and I'm just so ashamed. I'm just deeply sorry that I hurt the black community. Um, I, I can't go back in time. All I can do is. Try to be better now and try to do better. And There it is. In Can't my... go
0: back in time. Try to be better now and better in the future. Okay, so uh, obviously we're getting this story published all over. Elizabeth Weigmeister in Variety says the Bachelor contestant career apologizes for denning blackface. My ignorance was racist, and I'm just so ashamed. So, um, we when we talk about, and again, I don't, I don't share the bingo version of the apology to make light of it. But you go, it goes to show that there are words you have to hit to make sure you have your apology. Um as impactful as possible. Because you can't just be in a relationship where you go, oh, honey, I'm sorry for all the things that well, that happened in the fight. No, specifically, I'm sorry that I um, threw spaghetti at the wall. I was very upset, and I didn't mean to. I'm sorry that I said that you. the way you cry looks kind of silly. and you know, Whatever, that, those would be horrible examples. I've never thrown spaghetti at the wall. I've never seen spaghetti. I did not finish uh, off my plate. Uh, but the point is is that it's important to label exactly the things that you are sorry for. Um with that said, there are people's opinions that that thought this whole scenario was on the culty side. So let's jump across here to, well, first of all, uh, there's plenty of people in different communities that are happy. Uh, Bachelor Diversity Campaign said, hey, this was a good apology. This was a good thing that happened. Greer, uh, um, Greer had shared a couple uh, Instagram statuses. Bachelor rabbit hole said so much respect for Greer after watching the woman tell all I applaud her growth and accountability. Um, I am a child of- Let's see. And we have a couple more clips here. One second. Michelle young, of course had discussed this um, ad nauseum this past year because she walked out of the taping when Eric shore didn't address it, which of course, I don't know if that's who's to blame. There probably a combination of Eric and producers. They're the ones who, who script the show. Uh, there was always time for this conversation to be had. Um, But they do say they think that Michelle was one of the pieces of the catalyst for the change in the way production handled the controversy. And, of course, Rachel Lindsay as well. Rachel's discussed and criticized the show, and many others have criticized the show. Um, Any other clips there? I think that's all we have from that channel. But let's go to Batch Stoley, who called the um the whole scenario culty
1: i am kind of at a loss for words regarding this segment with greer and the diversity professor or coach or whoever that was um guys that was really culty i'm not gonna lie and if i wasn't watching live and reacting as i go i would sit with this a lot longer because that felt very icky to me to make Greer have to answer for behavior that she did not do in 2016, but rather she had an opinion on it, but it wasn't an expansive enough concept of racism as we understand it in 2023. It was just a tweet she did like eight years ago, but we have to make her prove in 2023 with a witness on site that she no longer believes this and understands the evils of racism. That was, I'm sorry, that was really hard for me to watch.
0: And of course, Greer knows that what, that her opinion was wrong. I don't think anyone's defending, and this is where you get into the the sort of tic tacky conversation that Chris Harrison was having. Are we going to see things through the lens where we are now versus the lens of 2018, as he said, with Rachel Kirkconnell or whatever that time period was? But the point does stand that, um, that the, uh, Talk about this was not expansive enough in 2016. It doesn't mean the conversation wasn't there. People will comment on this video, Dave. I knew it was bad back then. Look, yeah, I understand that. But whenever, whenever we have this conversation about um, politicians um, who didn't support uh, same-sex marriage, we go look. You can look at the Clintons and the Obamas. You can look at the left and the right. You can look at people that weren't educated enough, or at least their constituents weren't educated enough to be pro same-sex marriage. Just a a short few years ago. So while you and I and other people might say, hey, we never cared about who loved who or what their gender was and, and, and all that, I totally agree with you. But the people that weren't there at that finish line, they just weren't there yet. It's a pretty common phenomenon that we've seen where we've got a lot of expose culture happening in the Bachelor franchise, and it doesn't always mean it's a bad thing. It's good to call people out if they've done or said something problematic, and it's fine to talk about. Uh, Obviously, people get very defensive because they feel mischaracterized in certain circumstance, but I feel here it's good that... Greer can have a conversation and say, yeah, what I did was racist in defending a racist act. I didn't know about those types of things. That's no excuse, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And at the same time, you can also feel like it was kind of done at gunpoint. Gunpoint not necessarily with Greer, but gunpoint with the fact that the show doesn't care about these conversations. They've obviously messed them up in the past. The show needs to do a better job to listen to their audience uh, and and tackle conversations, not just be worried about maybe not ruffling feathers. And on the Women Tell All, there was more feather ruffling happening between Anastasia as Brooklyn relitigated her case against Anastasia, accusing her of being there for the wrong reasons. It's very fascinating what went down. Let's play a clip from one of our favorite podcasts, Dear Shandy. Here's Charlene and Andy describing what they saw on last night's episode of Women Tell All.
1: Okay, so Anastasia now. Victoria J comes after her saying Anastasia came on as a business opportunity That's Victoria Jane. she said that she told her to her face uh. and cat jumps in saying that she had a boyfriend the whole time and she has receipts Mm. But we never got to see the receipts. I didn't see receipts. I like to see receipts when people I also say like they have...
0: Because, uh, so, okay, I didn't watch this already because I wanted to get my reaction. Charlene says, I like to see receipts when people have receipts. Yeah, there's no point in saying you have receipts if you're not going to show the receipts. Release the receipts.
1: It's too easy to be like, I have receipts. And if no one's yeah. ever going to be like, okay, let's see the receipts. Yeah, let's then. see
3: the receipts. You can say I have receipts for anything. Yeah.
0: yeah, let's look at the receipts and then we can judge whether or not Anastasia had a boyfriend or whatever the receipts were for. It was for having a boyfriend or was the receipt that she was going on the show for a business opportunity. I hate when people accuse others of going on the show for the wrong reasons when themselves when they themselves are the ones going onto it for business opportunity. I like Victoria Jameson. I enjoy her social media. Her calling out Anastasia makes no sense because everyone's there for business opportunities and that's okay too. We have Victoria was wearing a amazing outfit and everyone's giving her some love for the dress she was wearing. Absolutely. And then she can go there and promote the dress. This is business. This is the business of being um, on on the show. If anything, I guess you're going to say, well, Anastasia was dumb enough to talk about going there for business. Sure. But then we're still not addressing the issue is that go on the show. Four-year, quote-unquote, business opportunity. If you fall in love, great. I. It, but if, and again, don't go on the show if you have a boyfriend back home. But it sounds like Cat accused Anastasia of having a boyfriend because Anastasia might have hooked up with a guy the week prior at a wedding, and maybe the guy was watching her dog. You're allowed to. You're allowed to have sex with somebody after a wedding if you're single and you're not on the show the, you know it was it's kind of like the Cassidy Timbrooks where she's like I had a friend of with benefits yeah literally up until the moment you leave for the show go hook up with somebody you're still single yeah
3: yeah okay. I have receipts that I shot JFK okay <laughs> do you
1: Genevieve says that that's impossible because she was Anastasia's roommate and she hadn't heard of this <laughs> I'm only
0: laughing by the way, I love that I love that um Charlene's wearing Power Rangers colors. She's got all the colors on this plaid shirt. But um, anyway.
1: I Because being someone's roommate does not mean that you're going to hear whether or not they have a boyfriend. Because yeah. if she's smart, she will never mention it. Yeah, it
0: doesn't mean anything.
1: Andy, you at this point called, so far, the women tell all, a big nothing burger. Yeah. Anastasia vehemently denies having a boyfriend and saying she was there for followers. Kylie joins in now about how Anastasia called her aggressive and now Genevieve. I do like this about Genevieve. She just sort of stands up for what she believes in. She's not like, oh, this is my friend. Mm -hmm. I'm going to defend them regardless. And so now she also jumps in against Anastasia, even though Mm. she just defended her, uh, saying that it was a racially driven microaggression. And Anastasia says she apologized to Kylie already, and they've sorted things. Mm. And Kylie's like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> she says Anastasia never seemed to really care about whether or not she had hurt Kylie. She just came to speak to her seemingly to protect herself, basically. Mm. It was self-preservation. But she hopes she learns and grows from this and now accepts her apology. Okay, so let's quickly touch on this.
0: Here's what Genevieve actually said. She says black women in general deal with the stereotype of being aggressive in microaggressions and extremely subtle that communicate bias to historically marginalized groups of people. Um, did, I, did I get that right? Um, says Anastasia propelled that stereotype. People really don't like Anastasia.
3: Yeah, but I feel like there's a mob mentality in these women and or men tell alls. Mm. But where there's smoke, there is fire. And I do think that Anastasia has probably committed some fouls here.
1: That's the thing. If she really were so beloved by all this wouldn't happen. She must have rubbed enough people the wrong way. So even Mm. though I actually think in the moment, and the same with on the show, actually, Anastasia, when confronted, she really doesn't retaliate. No. In this situation, she was just like... I'm sorry. No, she never does. She's either
3: very conflict averse or just amazing at dealing with conflict.
1: Maybe she's the kind of person who later on is like, oh, I wish I'd said this, but in the moment (laughs) she's a little overwhelmed.
3: (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. She just seems really chill about taking insults.
1: Yeah. And also, it doesn't really kind of match the picture that they've painted of Anastasia. Yeah. Because according to them, she's kind of two-faced and a liar and, I don't know, just sort of self-interested. But in the moment, she's just like, okay, sorry.
3: Or or she's such a good... Two-faced liar, <laughs> <laughs> that she's well practiced in seeming like she's not a two-faced you know, liar, act-
0: and in and in covering these two different topics, which are both interesting of themselves, we don't get any answers to the question: um, Did Anastasia have a boyfriend during the Bachelor? Uh, it, you know, maybe 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 a guy that she hooked up with at a wedding watched her dog. That's as far as we know. And I challenge Kat to share whatever receipt she says she has, or anybody else, um, have that conversation, but like, don't accuse someone of something and not go the distance because we'd rather see the proof and see if there's any subtlety to what was actually said and going down um, anyway uh, and then some of the reactions from the no one even, no one who was at the taping understood the receipts Um Uh, regarding having the boyfriend, let's go here. Oh, excuse me. Jeez. Oh my gosh. Pop-ups. Brooklyn didn't know. She said, when the accusation of Anastasia having a boyfriend came out, I was like, that's news to me. Some of the other accusations throughout the season, I was like, eh, okay. I believe it. I saw it. But then that one, I was like, oh, surprise. um, Yeah. So people were, uh, she she has gone through and done so many things in her career that has allowed her to progress as an e-commerce manager and being deeply in deep into marketing things that I can't even imagine how she gets done, Allie told ET in Anastasia's defense. And so to see that almost be weaponized and used against her, it's hurtful and it's sad. It's okay to have a career and have love and, ha- and her career just happens to be in social media. And it's a taboo thing when it comes to finding love on reality TV. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Anastasia's career is working in social media. Clearly she's gonna talk about it and she's gonna talk about whatever opportunities come from being on the show. To me, that doesn't mean you're there for the wrong reasons. Okay. And if you want to catch that full video on YouTube, go to the YouTube channel. We also discussed how Anastasia was called out for her microaggressions when she was in a sort of verbal spat with others on the show. So, uh, you can go check our deep dive into that conversation on YouTube. Plus I've got the full Jess Girard video from her hot seat on YouTube. And, um, I think, do we have some other, yeah, I think today was, uh, four full videos, but I wanted to go do a deep dive with you guys on the woman tell all and really break up the specific conversations around charity around jess anastasia and we also covered kat and her fight versus brooklyn on the um because it's just never ending folks And the beat goes on. That's going to be it for me. I'm back alive in Los Angeles. It's good to be back on our 100 episodes. Can you believe that? If you haven't already, if you've been listening to the channel and you hit 100 episodes, please do me a favor and give us a nice review, rate it, and share it with your friends, anyone in the Bachelor community or pop culture, anyone who could use a friend for their rush hour drive home, we would appreciate you as we continue to grow this channel. All right, until tomorrow, I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.